Welcome to No Instructions. I'm Bob. And I'm Josh. I almost forgot how to start the show. That's a good job. <laughs> Again. Oh, there is a spider right there next to oh, our crazy. Lego heads. It is really, really tiny. Whoa. There's no way a camera could see this, but it's it, right yeah, it's like in between our fingers there. That's If like, that spider were to scale to our little Lego heads here on the desk, hmm. that would be significant. Hmm. I can't see it. It'd be a spider. Yeah, you can't like, see it. It's, it's too tiny. Well, not that it would be massive. Yeah. But it would be significant. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I'm glad it's not. So, anyway, welcome to the show. Uh, we are back after... Did we miss last week? We missed last week, didn't we? Yeah, we didn't intend to. But, you know. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> My bad, man. That's the way it goes. Uh, whoa, we have some wacky camera angles here. What are we What are we showing? Oh, the roof line of my... Well, I'm still working on the blacksmith uh, shop from Lego, and I'm I have two bags left, so I'm pretty sure I'm going to finish it today. That's my hope, anyway, because I'm kind of tired of it. Two bags in an episode? I did wow. like three last time. Wow. It depends because they're not. <laughs> wow, they're not all the same size bag. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so these are. This one's pretty small. Just shingles. So I'm working on roofing today. That a lot. That's a lot of fun. What are you doing? I am still. Oh no, the spider's gone. Oh, oh no, <laughs> we're doomed. <laughs> I am still working on uh, the Ecto One, the Ghostbusters car. This is going to take a while. I think I'm I'm Ooh. on bag 9 of 12. That is a big book. Yeah. And I, I saw a picture of this set the other day because it's a Cadillac. So, like, if you can see the video, it has a hood, it has seats and a steering wheel and the fins in the back. So, like, a Cadillac is only this much higher. Hmm. But the Ghostbusters car is, like, this much higher. Oh. It has all of the stuff, like, stuck on the top. So, there's it, – it is as much – uh, as I think I've I've gotten, uh, I don't think I've gotten <laughs> as far. I mean, it looks like it's pretty far along. It looks like you would just have to make the top and drop it on, but you're halfway through the book. Yeah, maybe, so. a little bit more. So I think I'm bag nine of 13, 12 or 13. I don't mm. remember. But anyway, riveting content. <laughs> <laughs> Let's read off the page numbers of yeah. the page that we're on. So I, um, I think next I'm going to move on to either... I have the Scout Trooper helmet, which I'm pretty excited about. It shouldn't take long. These helmet kits are cool, but they don't take very long. The core of them is basically the same. And then I have R2-D2, and I am excited about that one. Speaking so, of R2-D2. Yeah? He's he's done. He is kind of done. Kind of. <laughs> as forward-facing, as projecting as we can. Yeah. Are we projecting that he is done? He is done. For all intents and purposes, yes. R2-D2 is done. For all intensive purposes. <laughs> Just kidding. Yes. From, from the perspective oh, of everybody else in the world. The spider. The spider. Oh, no. There he is. There he is. He's, he's a tiny little guy. I almost squished him. But go on. He, he won't hurt anybody. No, you're good. Um, as far as everybody else in the world is concerned, yes, he's done. As far as I'm concerned, no. I mean, there's like a ton of... He's not even weathered. Oh, <laughs> I mean, he's supposed to be the Empire Strikes Back one, and he was dirty that entire movie. So he needs some weathering, and maybe I'll do that. You know, maybe we can do a live stream or something of that at some point. That Just might be making a mess thing. on a robot. Yeah, I mean, that's something you kind of don't really have to pay attention to, but people might find it interesting. I don't know, but there's still a bunch of panels that I would like to eventually make open and close, but it's more of the same. So. I want to be honest with myself and say I probably won't ever actually do that. But I might. But either way, some of the panels open and close. He drives around, he makes noises, lights blink, he, mm -hmm. you know, he's fully Looks RC. Looks like RC to me. Yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. So we took it upstairs uh, the other day and took it into the house, not in the basement in the shop area, to get some shots because we don't have room to drive them around down here. So we took it up there into the big open room that's going to be a kitchen someday uh, and drove it around. And it was so much work to get it up there where I was just like, let's just leave it in here and we'll see what Jenny says about it. So she comes in and she's like, oh, he looks really good in here. I'm like, yeah, I know, right? Like, he should just stick around. She's like, yeah, he should. <laughs> cool. It didn't take a lot of convincing. I married the great. coolest. Yeah, it was a, it wasn't even a conversation. She was like, yeah, he looks good in here. Just leave him in here. So now our 2B dining room area has an R2-D2 in it. Oh, that's and I fantastic. have zero motivation or interest and in need 
to move him out of there. So he's going to stay for a while. We'll see. But yeah, that's done. The video, video for him will be out probably before this shows out. I don't know. I don't know how quickly these go out, mm. but it will be out this week. You would think cool. I would know the answer to that, seeing how I post it. <laughs> you no. handle both of those things. Well, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. We have a lot of stuff going on. Uh, and just an update for anybody that cares. Our countertops were supposed to go in tomorrow for the kitchen, and I was super excited about it, and I thought it was really going to happen this time, and it's not. Snot. Snot. It's just just snot. Um, indefinite, just delay. So I don't know what's up with that. But it's frustrating because I'm kind of ready for that chapter of my life to be over with. <laughs> just want to move on. Well, what's in there right now looks spectacular. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of you, and I hope that you're as proud of you as you should be. I'm, I'm proud of it. Uh, of course, there's always, you know, there's still a million things in my mind, so it doesn't even feel close to being like complete, but it is almost usable. If it weren't for the countertops, it would be 100% usable. But we don't have them yet, and I don't know when they're coming. So anyway, that's the state of things in my world. Uh, what's been going on with you? You had the kids all by yourself this weekend, right? I did. My wife... Okay, hold on. I don't want to say this out loud. Uh-oh. <laughs> this is not to do with his wife. I'm pretty no. sure. I think it's a Lego thing. It is. Okay. Because I'm going to I'm gonna say I'm missing a piece. Bum, bum, bum. I doubt But it. then I'm not missing a piece. But, I mean, I have eyes. <laughs> and I've been half-heartedly listening to what you're talking about because I don't want to mm. be wrong. I appreciate that. Spider stole it. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, both All right, what, what piece is it? I am missing this piece. The... Double the, tall, yeah. The the two by look. one, one by I'll be two. Right back. Uh oh, uh oh. So this set has notoriously rewarded me by looking in my used parts pile. Mm. That's a piece that I feel like you would notice if you yep. had an extra one. Is atypical. Yeah. And it was a piece I would notice. And it's not. No, nope, I looked. Book, right? I looked in the book. I looked in the packaging. Because I don't want to say that. You did drop it in the car? Anything? I haven't picked it up and put it in a car yet. I, it wasn't anywhere near the mm. car. I haven't moved it. You People who have seen this camera have seen everything I've seen. Well. That's going to be a real show. <laughs> you know what's funny? What? Hey, there it is. <laughs> Here's a piece that I needed <laughs> in the previous parts bin. Check it out, people who have listened. This is just random... Oh, that's you know a, what? That's a bag that you opened and didn't use. It was use, a right? bag that I opened back at bag six because I was like, these are not spare parts. Those yeah. are good parts. Yeah. Okay, I'm just dumb. <laughs> See, that's why. <laughs> that's it. I don't want to say I'm missing a part because I never am. I'm just dumber it than does Lego happen, anticipates. Though. It does happen. Okay. All is right with the world. What's happening? Where are we? Um, so we're doing this podcast. Oh, yeah. You remember that? We got to talk about stuff. Yeah. So I was asking you about the weekend because you were, uh, your wife took a trip this weekend. Yeah. So my wife is now the director of our big homeschool community all around here. She's, she's the boss lady. And she has to plan everything for the upcoming school year. So she's, I guess she's like the principal of hmm. growth. But so not only does she like, it's a pretty regimented curriculum, but she's got to figure out what's going on for the year. So she and another director from this other area rented a, an Airbnb up in the big city and just had like a planning weekend. Hmm. So it wasn't like a, I guess it was kind of a retreat, not really like a retreat that we had for yeah, like right. seek inspiration to have fun. Like she had fun, but it was just a, a work weekend. Focus. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Which yeah. I was all about. Like, whatever time that, that she needs or that really anybody needs to get away from your normal everyday life to, like, focus on a thing, I think is a fantastic idea. And I encourage her to do it more. I was like, she has to plan for the entire year. And I'm like, well, don't. Yeah, it was like, oh, you got to pay for Airbnb and whatever. But, like, I, I don't want her to, to feel that this is her one opportunity to get her planning done because I know that about her. Mm. That she will she will try to focus all of her efforts into this one event. And I asked her how it went. She said it went really well. But then I also encouraged her, like, you're going to need to do this again Yeah. when the time comes up. So, right. I mean, and they're my children. I mean, I love my children. They're butts a lot of times. But, like, it, we did that thing to where when there's only one of us, I think that they, like, they give us a reprieve. They must agree somehow. So they're like... <laughs> 
will be easy on the one. It does seem easier when you have them by yourself for some reason. I don't know why. And I'm not one of those parents, people, who go like, oh, the dad has the kids for the weekend? Oh, yeah. hope he can survive. You're watching like your I, children? Like, no. I'm I, just, my wife's just not here. Yeah, they're like, they're mine as well. Yeah. That drives me crazy. So I didn't mean the question in that way at all. Oh, no, no, I know you didn't. Just curious how it went and, you know, yeah, if you guys did anything was, fun or. What did anything? we do? We. They hung out here with your kids, which I think that they liked more than anything. Because our families get along and our kids, like, your kids are super busy. And my kids are just wild and crazy. In any opportunity, they're like, can we go to the Claggett's house? Or can they come over and play? Or like, we talked about you guys being at church. They're like, oh, my God, they're going to be at church. Can we be at church? Can they come to our house and spend the night? And then they can go to lunch, and then they can hang out here for the summer? <laughs> can they m- like, live here, please? Yo, hold on. <laughs> yeah. They're busy. Uh, so we did that. Um, I think before that, did we talk about taekwondo? Uh, not on here, I don't think. Okay. Not that I'm aware of. I don't know. No, because we didn't record last week. That's right. So my oldest son, who is going to turn 11 soon, and my middle son, who's about to turn 7 on Wednesday. So happy birthday, buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they would really enjoy like martial arts and taekwondo. And uh, my oldest son has has said some stuff about it. That when we used to live in Georgia, near where you guys used to live, we went to this one super rednecky martial arts studio it didn't like claim to be karate or taekwondo or judo or anything and it was just it was terrible whole place was terrible it was like daycare but like kids dressed up in karate costumes they didn't do anything there was no structure to it and that was really frustrating because i i progressed up to a red belt in taekwondo before i i think my freshman year of high school i think i stopped but I really liked it. I liked the discipline. I liked the, you had a standard and you had to work to that standard and then you were rewarded for your efforts. And so they have two free classes that are available like throughout the week before you have to commit to signing up. And I took my oldest son and I took my middle son and my oldest son super loved it. He had a whole bunch of questions and I tried to preface, you know, what, what it was all about. You have a collection of moves are called forms and then you do one-on-one sparring and he was like, well, I don't have a uniform. I'm like, no, you just wear like a white shirt and just some clothes because you're going to stand out because you don't know what you're doing. And right. I'm really surprised now that my almost seven-year-old, like how hard – or let me see. The standard that he places on himself for things that he absolutely doesn't know how to do. Like he's a little kid. He barely knows how to do anything. Like I taught him yeah. how to tie his shoes recently, and he did a fantastic job. But he's like so hard on himself, and it breaks my heart. Yeah. And so I try to like, I want to in, involve him in this decision too, because it was something my older son was interested in, just because I want him to gain some confidence in himself. And I tried to tell him, I'm like, buddy, when we get in here, like, you're going to suck at this. Like, that, that's it. That's the reality. You're going to suck at this because you don't know what you're doing. He's like, well, what if I do it wrong? I'm like, you are going to do it wrong. Everything you do is wrong because... Like, in a loving way. Like, everything you're going to do is wrong because you don't know what right is. Right. Yeah. So just listen. And when they tell you to do something, try your best to do it. And you're probably not going to be able to do it. And the people in the room, are they're going to be doing the thing that you're trying to do and you can't. I said, why do you think that is? Why do you think they're able and you're not able? Well, because they've been doing it for a long time. Like, exactly. So don't hold yourself to this standard that you're not going to be able to achieve and that you're going to be upset about. And they went out on the mat. And they had a class that was like preparing for testing. So in Taekwondo, you you test for a belt and then you you progress through the, the rank structure. And so there was a lot going on. And they had this kid who was a black belt, who was probably my son's age, who was like all his moves were crisp and sharp and awesome. And I took him in the back after a while and just working with him individually and just like watching these two goofy, fuzzy-headed kids in their like blue basketball shorts and their Fortnite shirt turned inside out so it could kind of look like a white shirt and jumping all around and my wife asked me how it was going and i was like they look like two baby giraffes (laughs) just like (laughs) flopping all around and trying to take really big strides and it was it was really entertaining to watch my oldest son the whole time had like this he kept talking about avatar and he was like when do i get to do the moves like the people in avatar do (laughs) i want to airbend yeah (laughs) And then my youngest son was just trying to keep up and he was getting frustrated. At one point he started to kind of get teared up. And so this homeboy black belt kid like went over to him and was like showing him these breathing techniques. 
which I have tried so hard to get my son to do to try to calm himself down, which he never really listened. I watched this black belt kid talk to my son for like maybe a minute and he's, you could see him like posturing himself to like take a deep breath and letting him out and he's got his hands in a certain position. Like he completely calmed himself down with hmm. the help of this other kid. Awesome. And I was like, this kid is a miracle worker. <laughs> And You're like, my kid now. This is fantastic. And I went up to that kid afterward and I was like, I praised on him. I'm like, dude, that was, that was awesome. And I asked my youngest, if you want to go back, he's like, I don't know. I'm not very good at it. And I'm like, yeah, I know you're not. But my oldest son like walked off the mat and was like, sign me up right now, please. I'm ready to do this. Hmm. Let's do it. So I think my, at least one of them, at least one of my kids is going to start doing Taekwondo. Hmm. So they've just done the one class. Are they going to do the other, like, trial? Yeah, we're going to go tonight. Okay. Uh, I asked my middle son if he wanted to go, and he hem-hawed back and forth. And I'm like, well, you don't have to if you don't want to. He's interested in doing the, the like, the robotic Lego league. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's my engineer kid. So if he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to. I mean, whatever. But I would like him to, to try it and be able to explain to me what he doesn't like about it. Right. And this class is more geared toward the white and yellow belts, the first two ranks. So it should be a bit slower pace. Oh, yeah. Well, that may give him a different perspective on it. I hope so. I, I think, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Um, I just play one on TV. <laughs> but I think that uh, him being a middle child has something to do with that response. Because my middle son, I have four kids. I don't know if I'm a middle child, but in the boys... I have a middle child who has that same uh, tendency to be really hard on himself. And I think it's because they look at their older sibling, who's not really that much older than them. Mm -hmm. And in everyday tasks where they just haven't, like you said, they haven't had the experience to be able to even try to do something yet. They see it being done by somebody who they kind of see, you know, similar, not equal. As a, as a peer. Yeah. yeah. And so... I think they get in the habit of just like, well, if they can do it, I should be able to do it. And I can't yet. So that means something or it just makes me upset because I don't know how to get there. So I see that a lot uh, in our son. And I mean, I'm I a middle child and I still have that. Oh, OK. That's a oh, good yeah. perspective. Yeah, I, I absolutely have that kind of chip on my shoulder. Like I am my I am absolutely my worst critic. I don't want there to be anything in the world that I'm not good at. Hmm. And I kind of had that tendency as a kid that, like, if I wasn't good at it, I didn't want to do it. And so it was a defense mechanism to, like, I could avoid being disappointed in myself if I didn't do it at all. Like, I don't play basketball. Oh, right. I, I would play – I like playing basketball by myself. I don't want to play basketball around other people. Like, even when I was doing CrossFit, like, a part of me kind of liked CrossFit. But in that group setting, I was the weakest link, and I wasn't good at it, and it was known to more than one person that I was not – as, as good as everybody else, so I don't want to do it. Hmm. And so I get his his response. <clears throat> and I think having that perspective, I tried to front load that. Yeah. And I try with him especially to get to get him to understand they're like, you are not bad at what you're doing. You don't know what you're doing. Yeah. And everybody starts that way. And I tried to talk to him, like the black belt uh, guy who was in charge. It was super snappy and like handsome dude who looked like he could punch some people up in their face. And I was like, you see that guy? I was like, is that guy good at this or is he bad at this? He was like, he's really good at this. I was like, yep. And he started exactly where you are in the back of the class with somebody else trying to help him along looking like a goofy giraffe. So you have to start somewhere. And yeah, I don't know if, you know, if that will land or not. But Well, so we kind of are running into similar stuff with this kid that I was talking about. Um, they, our kids started a soccer camp today. So our soccer season literally ended yesterday. <laughs> we'll talk about that in just a second. But they started a soccer camp today put on by the local high school. Um, and it's for all different ages. So a lot of the players in the JV and varsity teams are the coaches for this. And so they're teaching fundamentals and stuff. And since we came right off a of spring soccer season, it's summertime, we were like, let's just put them in this let them get a little bit more instruction before they kind of take a break for the summer because they all enjoyed soccer a lot this year. And the the one of my kids that I'm talking about just apparently about 20 or 30 minutes into this two and a half hour camp this morning, Jenny sent me a message and was like, he's upset at a water break. And I'm like, why? 
is it just hot because it's like 90 degrees outside, you know? And she said, no, he's, um, everybody's better than him. Yeah. Now, this is a good soccer player. This is a kid who, he's a little gangly. He's, you know, a little floppy. Uh, but he can play soccer well. And so he has that same thing where he's he got put on a team with kids who are a little bit older than him and who play for the competitive leagues here. So I don't know why they're in a soccer camp, but... You know, he was surrounded by people who were better at it than him. Mm-hmm. And just because he was on another team, who he was also surrounded by people that were better than him, he just immediately compares himself. It's not that he's there to learn, yep. to get better. He's not seeing that part of it. He's looking past that completely, and he's just doing the comparison thing. So I feel for both of them in that. Um, and I don't know, other than just continuing to encourage, you know. When he got home, I think he was better. And he did end up enjoying it, but he's kind of like, I don't know, it was it was all right. Like, I, I don't know if I really want to go back. I'm like, well, I paid for it. You're going back. So, <laughs> but I think it'll end up uh, kind of paying off. You know, I think the week will be better than the day. That's yeah. my hope. But um, so they had this tournament this weekend. Soccer season was over two weeks ago of their actual season, and both teams, uh, one of my boys and my girl are on a team together. My wife is the assistant coach for that team. Then she's the head coach for my youngest's team. They were both in the tournament. <laughs> and so the season ended. We had two weeks of no games, just a few practices here and there. And then uh, this weekend was four soccer games on Saturday, and two soccer games yesterday. Ooh. It is 90-something degrees. Yeah, outside. we were swimming. <laughs> it was terrible. So hot. Like, I mean, I was, I'm not complaining about me. I was sitting there in a chair with an umbrella, like, boo-hoo. But these kids, lots and lots of kids were playing really hard in the heat, in the full sun. And it was humid. It had rained a bunch the night before. Mm-hmm. The fields were all wet and soggy. They had to close a bunch of them and move games around. But it was just like, you could just see the the hot breath coming off the ground. It was nasty. So they played. Um, my youngest team, they've been losing pretty much all season. <laughs> and they're like seven and eight-year-olds. I mean, they don't, you know, whatever. They're having fun. They're disappointed when they lose, but it's not really that big of a deal. They did fine. They lost. I think they won a game. But anyway, they, you know, the older two played super hard and won the championship. Nice. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I mean, there's different age groups, you know, but in their age group, they won and they tied a game and then they won two other games and they just killed it. Like both of my kids, those two kids have been getting all three of them, but especially those two have been getting better and better and better all season long. And so they the team has all improved. They're working together. And it, as someone who has never been into sports, who has never cared about the effect that sports can have, like I hear, you know, it's mm-hmm. it teaches kids teamwork and it teaches sportsmanship. And oh yeah, okay, sure, I guess. I don't know. That's that was never a thing for me. I am so glad that they have been playing soccer because I, I've seen them change, you know, in a positive direction just in a few months. I mean, the soccer seasons are not long. But it's been really, really good. My daughter, when we started playing soccer, it's been a couple years ago now, and they took the long COVID break, she was like, I don't know if she's ever going to be a athlete-type person. She was at, really? at that point. Of, yeah. <laughs> That's fun to look back. I, I know, right? <laughs> now she's like, has all these gymnastics awards, and they keep asking her to move up in teams because she's so good at it, and they want her to learn all these new skills and everything. And so with soccer, at the beginning of this season, none of the kids wanted to play. They all told us day of signups, they were like, no, I don't think we want to do it this year. And we were like, well, okay, we're not going to force you. And then <laughs> 10 o'clock that night, signups closed it at 12. 10 o'clock, we're putting them to bed. We'd watch a movie or something. And there was one of them was like, yeah, I think maybe I do want to play soccer. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. So, okay, we sign them all up. Over the season, they get better and better and better. And my daughter especially becomes a forward. She ends up scoring a bunch in games. She ends up like becoming really good 
you know, teamwork with these certain people. Like she's just, she's getting it. She's clicking. And the coach keep, who's a friend of ours keeps like, man, you guys might want to think about like, if she, if she likes this, she could be competitive. Like she can move on past this recreational league. Hmm. So we talked to her about it. She's <clears throat> doing gymnastics, which takes up a ridiculous amount of time. And they want her to move up. And so we're like, look, if you want to do soccer, you can. If you want to do gymnastics, you can. But there are physically not enough hours in the day for you to do both. Yeah. And she's the kid that can do it all and do it all well and wants to do it all. I mean, she and I have I, – I see a lot of a lot of myself in her, and I can see how frustrated she can be with, like, that there's just not enough days and there's not enough time and there's not enough hours, and she just wants to do it all. And so she's been struggling really hard with deciding, you know, whether she wants to go down this path with gymnastics or this one with soccer. And then the competitive soccer thing came up. We're like, well, you know, there's this team here, competitive team. They're having tryouts. If you want to give it a shot, I mean, like, go to the tryout. And if you make it, then you can decide whether you want to do it or not. No big deal, you know. Yeah. So she's like, well, I'll give it a shot. So she goes and go to this tryout. There's like, I don't know, 40-something girls at this tryout. Most of them are already on the team and are like playing, practicing or whatever to stay on the team. Oh. <laughs> and she's one of very few people, like maybe five or six, who had never played competitive there and they asked her to be on the team. That's fantastic. And she turned it down. Oh. <laughs> she, we, we got this email and, it, and it's like, accept or decline. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's straight through the front door like here's yeah, really. your chance if you want it you got to click this button i'm not going to do it for you and she went back and forth for a couple days and she was like i mean i really like soccer and i want to keep playing but it's i don't want to it's year round it's travel team it's mm -hmm. a lot she was like i just don't know what i want to do yet and i said well then you don't need to commit yourself to a year long anything if you don't know and so she turned it down so the story gets even better Ooh. so she's like that's the end of the season, right? Two weeks ago. So they're practicing. And at the end of one of her games, this girl comes up. And a girl about her age that we've never seen before. And she comes up and says, I'm with this other team name that I've never heard of. I'm with this other team. You did great today. We're like, cool, thank you. And then we were leaving, so we just walked off. And that was the end of it. And then later on, we were like, who was that? What, what was she talking about? What is the team? And I looked it up, couldn't find anything about it. So, uh, <laughs> long and short of it, she's getting scouted by this other competitive team. They've had uh, the coach, the main guy who set up the team, his daughter, who was this girl, um, and another lady that we know that apparently is the manager for this team, all came to different practices to watch her practice oh, in different dang. games to watch her and have a not attacked they have talked to my wife and i individually and her <laughs> at this thing this weekend at these games and they're just like you know i know that you turned down the other team and everything but we we'd really like to have you and if you want to play here are the rule here's the, how we do it and we do it differently and they are like like we really want you to be on the team the thing that's crazy to me I'm really, really proud of her, but it's crazy to me that she has people come at her age. She's in she's going in seventh grade. She has people coming after her trying to get her on the team, and she has the self mm, what's the word? Self awareness? Awareness, confidence, whatever to mm. say no. To say like I'm oh, there's a chance that I could have something. It's not the best and I'm not gonna do it. That's awesome to me because I know so many people in that age, I know I would have been like, somebody wants me? Yes. Yeah. Sure. I'll do it. And then later on would have been like, this is way too much. And now I'm going to have to like back out and I'm going to have to take that on as a, but she's, she's really, really impressive to me. Um, I mean, not only is she, she's doing a great job, so she's impressive at what she's doing, but also how she's handling I have lots of opportunities and I can mm -hmm. be mature and not necessarily do them all, even though I would like to try everything and stuff like that. So do you see this as a, a precursor for kind of what she's probably going to have to, or not have to, what she's going to experience in high school into college? I do. I think because she's good at everything. Yeah. 
yeah, I think this is this is the beginning of a bunch of these conversations with her. I think she's going to have to eventually get to a point where she decides which instrument she's going to have to let go of because you just can't do them all. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. in high school and college, like you can't practice everything at the same time. I think she's going to be like, you know, I don't know which one of these schools, which one of these scholarships I should take advantage of. This is also just to brag because that's what I'm doing right now. You go. This is the girl who has had absolute straight A's forever. Like, I don't think she's ever gotten a B. And if she did, it was like a just under the line kind of thing or something. So when she gets like a 98, that's when I constantly joke with her. I'm like, that's unacceptable. Because <laughs> that's you've dipped below the 99. And you know, she laughs about it. She knows I'm not serious. But she she has a great work ethic. She is just talented in things. And she's good at time management. She's responsible. She's not the one I would worry about of my kids, you know, I and mean, she's yeah. the one that I can trust to to take care of the stuff she needs to take care of. So I do think that she's going to run into more of this type of stuff. And I'm glad that she's she has the awareness to handle it now um, because, yeah, I think there will be more of it. Um, I'm not sure how the other, how my boys are going to do with that because boys are kind of stupid in a lot of ways, especially at that age. And... I don't know that they have the drive that she has. So maybe they'll never be confronted with, you know, here are so many opportunities that I can't do them all and I have to figure out how to. Well, I think that, I that I that's no the goal uh, as a parent is to try to steer your kids into the areas that they will have those opportunities. That's a good point. Because I can see the difference in all my kids, uh, even with... with uh, an 11, a 7, and a 5-year-old. Like, you know what they enjoy. And, like, my daughter, my daughter loves cooking. Like, she's, like I said, 6? How old, whatever age she is? 6? And she's the only one that's been able to tell me, like, what she wants to do when she grows up, which is kind of silly <laughs> at such a young age. But yeah. she has a thing that she absolutely loves to do. And that was a weird sound. Interesting. I think it was a chair upstairs. Yeah. Or a giant bee, one of the two. Or someone got electrocuted. <laughs> I didn't hear any screaming, so I don't think you, it was that. But. You wouldn't. <laughs> True. But, yeah, like, the, with the taekwondo thing, like, my oldest son has so many interests that are individual. He doesn't like being on a team. And so to try to go, like, oh, let's go play football, let's go play soccer or whatever, like, yeah, we've tried, and he has, and he can tell me why he doesn't like it. And so it's really difficult when it's not like the most obvious thing. Like, oh, you can go to school and go play baseball. Then yeah. just be good at baseball. Uh, when I was a kid, maybe it was that that like being hard on myself mentality. I could never really find that thing, that like spark or whatever, that thing that I was really passionate about. I did really well in school, but I wasn't passionate about it. It was just easy. Right. And so the thing that you can be like super proud of yourself that would set you apart from your peers, I didn't know what it was. But then, not that it was a fault of my parents, but like in my situation, I had these amount of opportunities in front of me. Or I had other ones that I just didn't take hold of. Either because I had no one to try to push me, or I was lazy and dumb because I was a kid. But I think now that I'm in this situation, like I don't want my kids to, to get to college and like not have something that they're good at. Hmm. or something that they can be proud of, or, you know, or something that they can say that they have skills in. Right. Because then you're just kind of aimless, and everything seems like a good idea, but you have no direction. And I see that in my middle son right now because he's so hard on himself that there are a few things that he would openly admit to, like, really enjoying or saying that he was good at. Hmm. And so Legos are a thing. Like, he loves building Legos, and I will sit down and always play Legos with him. I was that kid. I didn't know that the first robotic Lego league was a thing. I don't know if it was around when I was a kid, but it's an engineering path that is rooted in a toy that he already loves. Yeah. And so that is a really easy to me, like transition from something that's just fun and silly to something that could have amazing opportunities for you as you progress academically. And whether it's cooking for my daughter or whether it's, taekwondo or reading or drawing or whatever it happens to be like i'm hyper focused on trying to find something that my kids will enjoy outside of the house 
So, like, the same reason. So that they can build, have team building, they can build a community, they can be proud of themselves. It can afford them opportunities that they wouldn't notice. I remember there was a couple of girls that were on a soccer team in my high school. They got scholarships to really good schools. And I remember thinking, like, there's the entire lot of football players, right? If you're going to compare crowd turnout or, like, community engagement with the football team yeah. versus the girls' soccer team, how many more of those girls' soccer players went on to be competitive collegiate athletes compared to the football players? who None of them really went anywhere. And so it's it's really crazy to to think about, like... Yeah, if she gets on a competitive team, like, is that the traveling team? Like, is that one of the things? I always mm-hmm. heard the traveling yep. team yep. whenever I was in school. I played soccer, but I was never good enough to be on the traveling team. Uh, but I was cool with that because I just wanted to hang out and play soccer with my friends. It was never a, a drive to be anything more than that. Right. So that's awesome that she has those opportunities or that now you guys are aware of those opportunities. Yeah. So that you can present them to your other kids in case that is something that they didn't either know was available or it could be that spark that kind of kickstarts them along that path too. So I think a lot of awareness in what is around you and available to them and an awareness in your kids' particular interests and personalities like is, is a really, really great thing. That seems pretty obvious. But like, well, I'm at that point in my life now where it is more important to try to find those things rather than just like, yeah, Clean up your mess and do the dishes and make sure your chores are good. Like Go that, play. That was the metric yeah. of yeah. like your success as an adolescent. And now they're having to branch out and prepare for adulthood and building complicated sets of skills. You know, not just reading and writing, but like you're talking about team building and self-worth. Like that's that's crazy. Yeah. And I mean, it is a little bit of a tricky or can be a tricky situation. Like if you – there's a difference between exposure – and like saturation, right? Like I want the kids to be able to try everything. I want each one of them to individually be able to try all the sports or all the musics or all the arts or all the engineerings or whatever and give it a shot. But I also don't want to be the parent that's like, you know what? Your summer is completely packed because we've signed you up for a baking camp and a weaving camp and a yeah. volleyball, you know, like I don't want to saturate them to where they don't want to actually do anything because they never have a chance to just be bored. Well, I think that is a that's something that I have to battle, like allowing them to have input on those things, allowing them to to tell me what they're interested in when they may not know what they're interested in. Yeah. So like my middle son right now, when he's going back and forth on Taekwondo, like he kind of wants to do it. He can see some benefits, but he's afraid that he's going to be bad at it. And so part of me is like, well, I want you to stick through it. See if you like it. Have some perseverance, have some fortitude, but at the same time, be able to listen to them and go, this is, it might not be his thing. Yeah. When it could have taken up time where he could be exercising his thing. So I don't know what that is. My daughter wants to do ballet dancing. And shocker, she wants to do the stuff that your daughter's doing because your daughter is an amazing role model who is so kind to my six-year-old. And my six-year-old wants all of her attention whenever they're around. And she gives it willingly. It's it's super kind and nice. But it's, I don't know. I, I try to think back of like the things that I was interested in as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I played baseball. And I love playing baseball, but like, Going into school, like, the baseball team was already picked. Like, they didn't have tryouts or anything. Like, they were just like, that was the baseball team. I'm like, oh, oh really? Like, I, I'm kind of interested in baseball. Or hmm. I didn't pursue things to the level that your kids are now. You get out of soccer season, then you go into soccer camp, and then you do traveling thing. So that when high school comes around, like, they're the obvious pick for the soccer team. Right. To where when I was playing soccer, I'm like, I, I'm kind of familiar with the rules. They're like, well, this is not the place where you, you learn. This is the place where you do. The learning is happening a long time ago when you were a kid. And then like, and if you just weren't on that train, it seemed to me, this could have just been my rough opinion. No, like, I think that's right. I was like, oh, well, I guess because I didn't do it in the past, I don't get the opportunity to try to do it now. Yeah. I, so I was on the JV soccer team, Oops. but that's as far as I was, that I really went. Yeah. I think that's still kind of the case. And that is a shame because, you know, it makes it so there's a pressure to pick some pick an interest early and stick with it either because you've gotten so far along or because 
Like, there's nothing else that you could catch up on quickly enough. Like, you may as well just do this. You may as well keep playing baseball or keep being a swimmer or keep being a whatever because you've done it. I mean, my daughter's kind of finding that with gymnastics. Like, she enjoys it. She wants to do it more of it, continue to do it. But the only option at this point is either to stay in the same level you're at and compete with the same number of actions and motions and stuff or you move up to an extra four hours of practice a week on a Saturday morning every week for a year. I'm like, like that's a that's a huge commitment for a kid to just, this is what I'm doing for the next year, just because I don't want to stand still. It's not like hmm. you can't get better at doing the same thing. I don't know. It's weird. Do you think that she could be in the Olympics one day? No, and I've talked about that, not because I don't think she's capable, but I think like... I don't. I haven't talked to her about this, but I've talked to my wife about like what is the end game with right. that. And I don't. It is possible to get a scholarship through gymnastics and to for it to be a, and to teach it. You know, I mean, like I'm not saying there's not an end game, but it is not as clear to me as how you would use a lot of other things. You know, and I. I mean, I guess you could say the same thing about soccer, or volleyball, or swimming, or tennis, or whatever else she's. Sports, you know, you can't play a sport forever, <laughs> but that doesn't mean that it can't afford you a lot and you can enjoy it for a really long time. Gymnastics feels like one of those things that as you grow up, if your body turns out to be a certain way, you just don't get to do gymnastics. Yeah, but there's a lot of infrastructure. Competitively. Yeah, I think that just like anything that there's an infrastructure surrounding a thing and it's a huge gamble. Like any prowess based activity you can be as good as you can be and you know and there's always the threat that you may hurt yourself or whatever and then you can't anymore so i think using it as a means to an end is maybe the weird selfish perspective i have that if my daughter or my sons were in that position i'm like use this thing use this thing as a train to scholarship to college yeah that always being the thing because if you blow out your knee or you do the whatever then you got to go sell insurance somewhere and you can talk about the time back in the day when you did a thing. So use it to get an education because why not? I had to serve in the military to be able to finish my education. If you can kick a ball around for a while to get your education, then dope. Do that instead. Yeah. And then see where that takes you. But at least have like that that goal. This will at least get me to this station. And then if you're good enough to, to be challenged to push toward the Olympics, then boom, do that. Like that's an opportunity. Seize that one too. But like don't lose sight of... I think the the goal, if the goal is to do it professionally, then do it. This is this is me and how I would approach my kids. You do it professionally once you finish your degree. Oh yeah, yeah. Because sure. once you blow that knee out at the five yard line, like you got nothing else. Yeah, and I I wouldn't want to discourage them from trying to do a sport professionally. It seems bananas to me that that's even a possibility for people. But says the guy who gets to make silly things in his basement on the internet. <laughs> Sure. I don't know. <laughs> I got nothing for that. But uh, but I I don't want, yeah, I wouldn't want anybody to rely on that. And I, I don't know that that is a primary goal. Like that that should be a primary goal for anybody. Um, for my kids, I'm not going to speak for anybody else. But as of right now, the big thing with her specifically is that I just want to remind her as often as possible that she is capable of so much and can really literally do anything she wants to do. And I don't want her to overcommit to something as a seventh grader that will stop her from being able to just try the things that she wants to try. Because I think I, she's not a one-trick pony. You know? mm-hmm. She's not the person who like, well, that she's good at that. Let's go with that one just like, because of everything else. You know, She's not that. Like She can do any of it. And I don't want her to miss out on an opportunity because she's – She's completely burned out of doing gymnastics every Saturday morning for a year for four hours. Like, that's just crazy to me. Some people do it, and they love it, and that's great. And if she loves it, that's great, and I, I'm all for it. But the thing is, I know that she can love a lot of different things, and she can be good at them, so I want her to have the opportunity to. So, The Junior so, Olympics are also a thing. A friend of mine in high school went to the Junior yeah. Olympics. Yep. He got a silver medal in hockey. Do you get paid when you get a, I've always been a little confused about that because I know it's going to the Olympics, getting a medal, like 
it's a big deal. It proves mm-hmm. that you are the best of the best of the best in a certain thing. Maybe it's my non-competitive nature to say like, well, yeah, but like, what does that do? Like, that's a moment you, yeah, of glory. Yeah, you get money. We looked it up one time on the show because we talked about this. You win a certain amount of money for a, a gold, silver, bronze medal. But then it's the opportunity to uh, train other people or get sponsorships mm. or play professionally thereafter. Because I think Olympic athletes are supposed to be amateur level or like non-professional level. Really? I could be wrong. I think so. But then that doesn't explain why Michael Jordan was in the Olympics. Oh, maybe teams, the team sports are different. I don't know. Hmm. But yes, you do win money. It's not like enough to live on, but I'm sure that just like that, it affords opportunities to do other things. Yeah, endorsements and stuff, I guess. Yeah, and go teach other people how to do it because you've got, you've got some credentials now. Get on a cereal box. That'd be pretty cool. Have you ever had Wheaties? Uh, I don't think so. If you gross. got to have your face on the front of a cereal box, like for a year, like you were the spokesperson for Cocoa Butter Puffs. O's. <laughs> O's? It would be O's. O's. Hmm. Host or Quaker? I don't remember who makes O's, but it would be O's. I think it's Quaker. Because mm. they're awesome, and it would be just me, like, pointing at people. Or like, this is literally the best cereal on this entire aisle. Stop searching. And then me and my Wouldn't up. you just be going like, oh, because that'd be better. Or like two of them. <laughs> O's. It's it's two O's. Get it? Oh. oh. Get it now. Hmm. What? Uh-oh. I have pieces. Oh, geez. Or yep, I missed something. I, I forgot a piece. Man, I don't know. What cereal box would I be on? I didn't ask. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not asking you. I'm asking myself. Man, what, which one would I be I don't on? know. You would have to call them sugar cereals. <laughs> and I don't think they'd take kindly to that. Huh. Might have to be Golden Grahams. I just really like Golden Grahams. <laughs> Golden Grahams are good snacky cereal. Because they turn into, like, wet leaves after a couple of minutes. <laughs> wet leaves. All right, I think I'm done with this. Two bags. That's All awesome. done. Yeah. Um, speaking of Lego... Uh, did you see the typewriter set? I did. What did you think about that? I think it's neat. I, I wouldn't buy it. You wouldn't buy it? I've never had a connection to a typewriter. Well, yeah, me neither. So, like, while I, I think it is an interesting mechanical set, uh, just like the piano, I think the piano is a fascinating Lego set. Uh, I don't have a connection to a piano, or it would definitely be on the list. Hmm. Like, they get me with space stuff. Like, yeah, sure. Just take yeah. take my money. I'll get space stuff. Because it's both. It's where the typewriter and the piano are engineering marvels. But I'm not as keen on the the actual subject matter. It's funny. When the they announced the piano, my first thought was, oh, this is going to be great. I definitely want that. And then I just kind of didn't want it. It's very expensive. Yeah. It can do a lot. I don't know why. I just, it's I mean, it's like a I, little player piano. It's kind of I, crazy. I blow money on all sorts of other Lego <laughs> sets that are like halfway interesting. Well, you were talking about like all the sets that you have to build after this. I'm like, this is the one that I have. Uh, I ordered the Infinity Gauntlet, but I don't think it's going to be here until like August. Really? Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Hmm. So I don't know what's going to happen. You'll find something, I'm sure. There mm-hmm. are uh, new helmets, a lot of new helmets out. They haven't done a uh, an X Wing helmet yet have they no but uh i almost bought an x-wing helmet the other day because i just wanted it and it was nerdy and i wanted it but then i didn't and then that day when i didn't buy the x-wing helmet my uh, electric toothbrush broke because mm. i was trying to change the batteries and i broke a piece so i used my x-wing nerdy helmet money on a fancy toothbrush because <laughs> i'm a grown-up what an adult i know it's a really nice toothbrush, though. Mm. Like, way better than my previous one. <laughs> because, oh, Does since the same we spoke, job, though, right? Uh, theoretically. Since we spoke, I got rid of my... I didn't say I get rid of... I finished my Invisalign trays. Oh, yeah, that's that right. started and stopped kind of on this podcast. That's Ooh, cool. That's yeah. a really nice Lego set. Yeah, this is a good-looking building. And it, like... You can take the, the roof panels off. Oh, that's cool. So you can get to it you can take the top level of the building off somehow i'm afraid i'm gonna break something my wife just wrote me Hmm? said 
homeboy wants to go to Taekwondo again. Oh, tonight. there you go. Cool. So we'll see. See yeah. how it goes. At least he'll, he'll give it another shot. That's right. And that's good. He's obviously not as as excited about it, so my expectations with him are a little bit different. But I mean, at a certain point, I do have to pay for it. So <laughs> that is true. Er, Oh, and lots of stuff is expensive along the same lines. Oh, my goodness. My daughter is a fantastic swimmer for the tiniest little person. She's very good at it. She has pretty good technique. There's a swim team in town, which is one of those things that, like, I was always interested in but never had that opportunity growing up. Hmm. Well, there is one here, and she meets the age cutoff for, like, the lowest entry level. It is very expensive. Yeah. I can understand why just a bunch of white, red, fancy people have swim teams. And why they're always the bad guy in all the 80s movies, because it's super expensive to be on a swim team. Yeah. I imagine I, ski team the same. <laughs> the curling team and the field hockey and the, the prep sports from the 80s. Yeah, it's all very expensive. Um, I mean, that's another whole thing about the gymnastics. It's like, you know, for her, like they, they're motivating them to move up every year, but that means more practices, which means more money, which means more commitment to like, I mean, they have to buy, like, leotards. I'm sure swim teams would have to have a certain swimsuit and certain goggles and certain... The little cap, whoosh, what's your name on it? Certain mermaid fins and all sorts of... I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, it's it's expensive. One of the things, uh, Jenny is, you know, was on a head coach and an assistant coach, and that's all volunteer stuff, but they were trying to get her on the the council or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what they call it. It's Ooh. the group of people who make the decisions about local soccer. I'm trying to get her to be a part of it. And she's like, well, I'm already coaching two teams and I don't know what I'm doing and <laughs> I'm busy and I have four kids. And they were like, yeah, but your kids won't have to pay for it. But knowing what you're doing is never a prerequisite to be on any board. I would like to point that out. I've well, I think she meant with the with the coaching thing. She was like trying to figure out the coaching and like getting on a board would be a whole nother thing. Well, she and I had the conversation when she was trying to decide whether or not she wanted to be a coach. Yeah. I've been a T-ball coach for many, many years. And she was talking about like, I don't know if I have the skills or whatever to commit to being head coach. I'm like, literally the only thing you need to do is kind of have a mediocre interest in being the head coach. <laughs> That's your own, <laughs> the only criteria. And then once someone in the city sports or whatever gets a hold of that little droplet of blood in the water, like you're done. You're the head coach. Yeah. For at least no three teams. <laughs> yeah. So they, but it was funny. Their justification for her spending more time was, yeah, but you won't have to pay for your kids. They all get to play for free. And we're like, you have no idea how much <laughs> that doesn't matter at this moment. Like having some time is worth a lot of money to me. Having her committed to another thing would no, no, thank you. I would pay money for her to not have to do more than she already does. So it's all expensive, but I'm glad at least that with the soccer thing, at least my younger three are motivated to keep doing it. My oldest, they lost every single game for two seasons straight. <laughs> mm. And it's not the same group of kids, but like the first coach didn't care and he was kind of a not cool guy. And so he didn't try very hard and made them not try very hard. The second team, they were just gangly, eighth, seventh, and eighth graders and just couldn't quite pull up together. But I don't know that he's going to be interested to keep doing it because he's had such a, an extended bad experience. You know, you don't yeah. have any positive reinforcement there to win and f get that feeling. You're not going to really want to put in the work to do it. So we'll see. That was my him. experience but, playing soccer. Yeah. I was on the JV team and we sucked. Yeah. And the coach was like a football coach that was left over because we didn't have an actual soccer coach. Mm. So like it was fun to like, oh, we get to ride on the bus to a new city when it's dark outside and like have some weird like extra little school related activity. Yeah. But other than that, there was really no no real solidifying goal for that soccer team. We weren't great. There were a couple people that were. I wasn't one of them. Um, I just realized that we're like 55 minutes in and we never talked about Loki. You like it? I like it a lot. I like it a lot also. It was very, very good. One thing I thought was really cool, we'll do a quick little five-minute thing because I know it's like almost 5 o'clock and we got to go and stuff. But um, my parents, who have watched some of the Marvel stuff, they've been watching the shows with us and everything, but they haven't seen all the movies. And so we sat down to watch Loki with them. They come over and we have dinner and stuff. And my mom was like, okay, fill me in on who this guy is. And so I went into like 
five, 10 minute trying to pick out the highlights and who he was and explain, you know, he's kind of a jerk, but he's also a good guy and he's not really a good guy because he basically just screws everybody over. But, you know, I gave her the rundown. And then the episode, we watched the episode and they did a way better job of initiating people who had no idea who he was and how he was. They did a fantastic yeah. job of wrapping up a huge amount of character and setting up like where he can go. The self-realization in that moment when he watched himself die. Oh, spoiler alert, by the way. Um, that like, that laugh, man, I was like, he he now has glorious purpose. He knows where he's headed. He's got to do something else. And that was fantastic. So one thing I noticed after watching it a second time. And you watch this. Second. We're going to spoil this last little piece. So when he watches himself die, it's on a reel to reel. And then the reel ends. Mm-hmm. But the reel doesn't end when Thanos lets him go. The reel ends whenever he's in Thor's arms. So he must have been alive when Ooh. Thor had him in his lap. And he was very sad. Ooh. So that was his last moment, was being embraced by his brother. Hmm. I thought that that show was excellently done. Yeah. I think that, yes, he was super smug and arrogant, as Loki does. I think it was super cool how they made him be D.B. Cooper. <laughs> I was... didn't understand what... Uh, yeah. What... Owen Wilson said, and then it cut to him, and he's like, he's talking to later. I knew I knew a lot about DB Cooper because I researched it, and I think it's an interesting thing. I was like, oh man, they're gonna make a DB Cooper. My wife and my kids are like, what? Who's that? What's that mean? What's happening? Who's this? What's he doing? I'm like, be, be, be quiet. I'm like, that was a cool, yeah, cool little for no other reason, just to be fun. Yeah, like it. It won't connect to anything at all. No, but he's like, was... I lost a bet to Thor. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> I think that show was fantastic so far. I think out of all of the ancillary MCU content on Disney Plus, like I don't have to wait to be engaged. Yeah, totally. WandaVision, agree. I was like, okay, you kind of have me because this is weird and I'm just intrigued as to what's going on. I need more information Yeah, to really form an opinion. Uh, Winter Soldier, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, I was like, okay, you, you got to do something. Loki, like that first episode stood on its own, was good. It had engaging characters. I believed in the in the premise. I think it had a lot of depth. Mm -hmm. Like him watching his, uh, that, that line, he was like, I'm going to kill you. He's like, oh, like you did your mom? I was like, ooh. Yeah. Ooh. And he didn't even know that he killed his mom. I think that whole like the time travel version right. as to like where Loki is in time, what he knows that he has done and what he doesn't know that he has done. And I think that this episode really did a fantastic job of informing the viewer of all of the stuff because they have to inform the main character yeah. of all of the stuff. And I think that that was brilliantly done. And I didn't see that coming. I didn't see that setup of like, because I, I don't, we haven't experienced the alternate version of a character yet. Mm -hmm. And so I just was still in the mindset of like, well, that's the Loki that we've all known so far. And it really isn't. It's a, it's the variant, right? And I didn't think about that you get to see your potential future, your actual future that you can now change. And I think them setting him up to have a realization that like I can be something different than I am. I'm air quoting for people listening. I think that was great. But then they also tell him that he he hasn't. Yeah. That he's the bad guy. Right. He is the they they spend the entire episode telling him that he's a bad, bad guy. You're a terrible bad guy. Stop being a bad guy. Come to this this existential realization that you're doing all these things for misguided reasons and that you are not as bad as you are claiming to be. And he comes to this realization, has this like deep moment as the God of mischief that like he has regret about what he's done. And then a the guy turns around, he's like, Oh, I, and I need your help because uh, you are the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> so like, Oh man. But I think that's one of the things that they'll probably explore is that the bad guy of him is not him. Just like the one that he watched on the tape do all those, well, half of the terrible things was not him. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. He he was pulled out and he has the chance to be a different thing. And I think that's really cool. So, I don't know. I'm definitely excited about it. I did notice, uh, like we've talked about in the past, there was no noticeable terrible language. It didn't no. stand out to me. Yep. And it was an excellent show. Proof that you don't need it. Falcon yep. Winter Soldier. Get your poo-poos and your pee-pees. Put them away. I mean, that just build a compelling story with character arcs. I know. And motivations and with honesty. Basically, two actors did an entire episode that was really, really, really good. Yeah. 
The internet is is a. I forgot the guy's name. The guy who doesn't know what a fish is and has all the infinity stones. They're making yeah. a meme out of him. Oh man, my youngest. As soon as he like did the whole fish line and everything, he was like, "I really like him. I hope he comes back." <laughs> I'm like, I, we probably won't see him again, but you never know. All right. Um, got anything else on Loki? Nope. We'll talk more about it episode two. You know, after we see that one this week. Yep. Uh, maybe we record again at the end of this week so we don't like push it off too far. But where can people find you? On Instagram at Josh underscore make stuff. Where you can also find a motorcycle for sale. We'll talk about that some other time. <laughs> yes. Uh, you can find all of us at I Like to Make Stuff on all the stuff. And big thanks to our Maker Alliance members. Um, there's some interesting stuff happening in on the Discord server. Oh, yeah, it's right down there. If you want to join that, you go to I Like to Make Stuff.com slash join. Mm-hmm. But there's some interesting conversation happening right now on our Discord server. That's for Maker Alliance only about a meetup, about a, mm-hmm. an event that is in the future. But uh, we, we're not doing it. They're doing it. But it's really cool to see them becoming a community that wants to actually get together in the real world and, like, do things for people. Yep. It's pretty awesome. They talked about a service project, which swelled my heart. Yeah, it was really, really cool. Um, but big thanks to them for making this show and uh, a lot of the other stuff we do possible. They can come uh, get a motorcycle to run. <laughs> <laughs> they can come buy a motorcycle. That'd be great. All right. Well, thanks for listening, and we will be back. We 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 will we'll be back. We'll be back really soon. Catch you later. Bye bye.